Hikers and park rangers, what's the scariest thing you run into in the woods? A few years ago, my brother and I were camping in Colorado. He heard a twig snap somewhere nearby and he wakes me up. We scan with our headlamps and see a huge pair of eyes staring at us through some willows. I figured it must be a bear. It kept staring at us for about five minutes until we turned off the lights. We were going to move camp back towards some other groups. All of a sudden, a massive moose comes charging out of the willows. Luckily, it veered off before it collided with our tent. Another time, I was hiking a trail I hike regularly with my dog, but it was totally deserted because of some rain. She was ahead of me, maybe 20 yards, when she comes to a dead stop and beelines it back down the trail, completely ignoring my calls. As I chase her, I notice an unmistakable mountain lion print. I was hiking the Adirondacks with my ex on a trail that was a loop around a lake with one trailhead exit. Early spring, so a lot of trail cleanup hadn't begun yet. We're walking about halfway to check out this waterfall and I hear this rumbling sound that sounds like an animal stomping the ground towards us. I then hear this bizarre rapidly increasing growl that sounds like what Hollywood uses for alien noises and fricking book it. My boyfriend tells me to hold up, but I'm crapping myself. I'm out of breath and refuse to go back the way we entered the trail. We have to march through this thick bog that was pulling our boots off to get through the other side to exit the loop. We get to the car and I'm crying at this point. The previous day was spent vomiting and eating bad food. Next vacation, we're going to a city, I moped. We'd been in the Adirondacks for the past four vacations and honestly, this experience beat me down. Years later, I was listening to nature sounds on the internet and I hear that growl. A chill went up my spine. I learned that's a real thing. It was amazing call of a ruffed grouse bearing its wings on its chest. Yep, I freaked out because of a randy bird. I was in archaeological field school, living in a tent for six weeks at 7,500 feet, and the closest paved road was 10 miles away. One night, I woke up to a huffing, snorting kind of sound right outside my tent. Next thing I know, whatever it was, was bumping my head. I froze for a second, then on pure instinct, I did an overhead punch. Definitely felt contact. Whatever it was, it went away. This was on the U.S. Forest's service grazing land, so it could have been a cow with insomnia, but it could have also been a mountain lion or black bear. Wasn't even tempted to go out and see what it was. I preferred the safety of my tent. I was hiking in a national forest with my wife and dog. The first couple of miles of trail led to a waterfall and swimming hole, so it was fairly well populated with people. We decided to hike past the waterfall, which involved a bit of a climb, enough at least to keep most people from going past the waterfall. We hiked another mile or two without seeing a single person. This whole time, my dog was having a great time, happy to be in the woods and happy to walk 30 miles if we let her. Suddenly, in a particularly dense part of the trail, she stopped suddenly and stared straight ahead. She absolutely would not move another inch forward. We stopped and listened, but couldn't hear or see anything unusual. The dog, though, started whining and trying to pull us on the leash back up the trail toward the swimming hole. I had never before or seen since my dog act this way, but I believe she was legitimately afraid of whatever was ahead of us. Maybe there was a bear on the trail, or a coyote, or maybe a serial killer was hiding in the woods. I'll never know because we listened to our dog and decided to get the frick out of there as fast as we could. Who knows, maybe we avoided some gruesome death deep in the woods. I'm beginning to think that a good proportion of these will either be bear-related or people being scared by the possibility of bears. Place your bets below for what percentage rate of the stories will contain Winnie the Pooh's distant cousins. Desert Park Ranger here. Volunteers at one of my parks called us to report a still-smoldering, smoking car in one of our remote campsites. 
It was normal for stolen cars to get abandoned and burned. We went to look and gawked a few minutes while waiting for the fire department. After a couple of minutes standing there, it became very apparent there was a body in the front seat. After an additional look around, food wrappers, rope, numerous other strange items were found. It seems like whoever was in the front seat had been bound and shot. Police came and cleaned it up, didn't find any answers. We refer to that as the haunted site now. It's the most popular in that tiny park. One of our cubicle farm chiefs got a call from a guy threatening to take his own life. He said he'd had a lot of weapons and was going to end it, then gave the location close to our park. Two of my co-workers got sent out to investigate. By the time they got there, another rangering entity had found the scene first. They told my co-workers to leave before there was a ton of complicated paperwork that they'd have to do. The guy had shot himself semi-successfully and then tried to walk for help. Large cleanup scene, felt bad for the responding park ranger. She wasn't with us, but had just dealt with her husband, another ranger, taking his own life the month before. She also found his body. But by far the scariest thing I ran into, I just moved out there and was taking care of two parks by myself, both closed. These parks are about 30 miles from the nearest occupied houses, and even then, those couple of homes are usually empty in the summertime. I decided to hop in my car and drive to the darker park to take in a meteor shower and learn to play my banjo, because that is totally normal and not creepy at all. I'm out there on a picnic table, plucking away, terribly, under the stars, and got this really uneasy feeling. Was that a shadow? What if someone shows up? What if someone's listening and starts singing? This is the burned car park. What if they came back? As I'm drowning in the silence with occasional string plucks to distract myself, I hear muffled voices in the brush, quick mumbles, then rustling. My heart dropped and my neck grew cold. There is no way this will be a normal interaction. My eyes struggle with the dark, scanning bushes, trying to find the shapes. The sounds grow closer and seem eerily high-pitched. Children? What the frick? Park ranger dies of a heart attack, found three days later, still clutching banjo will be a good headline. That is the day I learned that coyotes have the run of the desert and don't worry about being quiet. Three of them, bound through the cresciote bushes with a yip or two, pass close by me. No fricks given. This is the last time I ever played my banjo there. The Trailside Killer In Northern California, late 70s, hiking with a friend and I came across him at a rock outcropping on Mount Tam. He gave off a very discomforting vibe and we didn't hang around. We both independently recognized him when he was finally captured a few years later, and his picture was in the paper. If I'd been with my girlfriend, we might not be alive. He was a creepy-looking dude. A charming-looking fellow. I worked as a tree planter in northern Ontario. Living in tents in very remote parts of the forest, like hours away from civilization, only accessible by logging roads. Strangest was from a fellow planter who found a backpack in the middle of this area with shoes, clothes, a wallet with a school ID, and a film camera. How it ended up there is a total mystery because this is no place for hiking or camping. Scariest for myself was waking up to my tent vestibule collapsed and a large bear claw rip which I apparently slept through, as well as turning a corner to a large wolf about 10 feet away, and returning to a spot I'd planted about 5 minutes earlier to fresh mama and bear cub prints. Realizing a bear family had sauntered behind me while my back was turned was very unsettling because you do not want to mess with a bear and her cubs. Canadian wildlife is scary, yo. The most surreal experience I had was during an off-trial hike in the Rockies in Colorado. I was extremely depressed and spending a day away from an awful ex. I wasn't really sure what my plan was, but I fell on my butt through ice into a shallow stream and I was crossing and just said, Frick it! I'm not going back to my car. Well, just near the top of a steep hill, I almost stepped on some sort of leg bone. I was like, oh crap, that's cool. 
until about three feet away I saw several more limb bones and most of a spine between a couple of mounds. I didn't see fresh blood, but was certain it was regular territory for something that could frick me up. I kind of froze and looked around me since I didn't hear anything so far. I decided to get a few picks and then slowly left down the hill. About halfway down I turned back up the hill because I figured I was overthinking it and I really didn't want to go home. About five steps back up and I definitely heard some sort of animal walking around the top of the hill. And I didn't stick around to see it. I slipped in the water again on my way out though. Bears were just chilling out in our campsite in New Mexico in the middle of the night making sounds. One random guy, not in our group, literally just gets out, grabs a stick and chases them out while screaming. Man, that guy was wild. Didn't see, but heard. My husband and I were hiking in a state park in the East Coast. It was midday during the work week, so we maybe encountered two other people the three hours we were out and about. The only sounds we heard were from ourselves, our dog, and some birds or animals. All of a sudden, I hear mild chanting. I asked my husband if he heard it too, and he nodded but signaled for me to be quiet. My dog's ears were at full alert and the hair on his back was standing straight up. We continued walking, and the noises turned into full-blown monk chanting. Think Halo Gregorian chant. It was clear as day, like I was standing right next to a speaker. To make myself feel better, I convinced myself some teens were hiding down there somewhere playing it on their phones. After five minutes of hearing it, it disappeared and we barely spoke a word for the last three miles back. Still creeps me out. There was an episode of Paranormal Witness that had this exact thing happen to some people in the woods by their house. There was absolutely no one around. Nope, 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 nope. I live in a beach community with a maritime forest nearby, and while hiking about 40 years ago, I found a huge sea turtle hanging by its neck from a tree. I bet the shell was four feet across. I figured someone was hoping to recover the shell after the flesh had rotted away, but I don't think the neck was going to hold up for that long. Definitely weird. I mean, surely that violates some sort of environmental protection law. I just hope that someone found an already deceased turtle to do that to, rather than killing one. Surrounded by crystal heads in an Australian national park at night, with no signal, they stopped us in our car at the gate. Maybe five of them hopped out and surrounded the car, asked us if we knew where they could get any. I had my big Becker BK knife by my side. Thankfully, they left. Working in a rainforest in Southeast Asia many years ago, one of the things we did was trap moths at night. You'd sit in front of a big white sheet, with a lamp in front of it, powered by a generator, and then periodically go and see what insects had attached to the sheet. Incidentally, the insects attracted frogs, which attracted snakes, which attracted bigger things. Due to the noise and light, the trap was about a mile away from camp, so you'd be there at 3am, all alone in the middle of a jungle. One cloudy night there wasn't much happening at the 1am to 3am shift, I heard a rustle in the woods beside me. This wasn't unusual, but it was a bit bigger than I was used to hearing. The rustle came closer, and I started getting tense, it got closer still, and I was starting to think I was going to get mauled by a tiger. Suddenly, a disembodied face broke out of the tree line, screaming in an unintelligible language. I practically crapped myself, screamed a little, and the disembodied face disappeared back into the wood, issuing high-pitched giggles. It was only after my heart slowed that I realized one of the local lumberjacks had given me a jump scare using a torch under their face for spooky lighting. I wasn't even mad. It was hilarious. You can submit your own stories to be featured here on the channel. The story submission link is in the description below. And if you want to listen to some vibey music in the background, check out Easy Mode, also linked below, and subscribe. It was 3am and everyone was KO'd in their tents. I was awoken by the sound of someone, or something, walking around my tent. I hear a distant but blood-curdling scream. For the next 30 minutes, I see a light waving around outside. 
I thought about going out to investigate, but didn't want to die. It took me a few hours to fall asleep. The next day, it turns out a cub was poking around our campsite. My friend was hammock camping, which probably piqued the cub's curiosity. It poked a claw through the hammock and left a sizable gash on his elbow. My friend said he didn't fall asleep for two hours and kept shining his flashlight around in case the cub returned with its mother or something. This happened about six feet away from me. Was on a camping trip in the Boundary Waters in Minnesota and we woke up in the middle of the night to this incredibly loud slap and a splash out in the middle of the lake. Sound carries really well across water. Our first fear was that someone was shooting at us and that was absolutely terrifying. Then we heard it again, a bit closer, and one of the guys realized it was a freaking beaver slapping its tail on the water before it dove below. My last trip up there, I was awoken from a midday nap by my buddies sing-songily screaming, BEAR! Turns out we had made camp in the middle of a berry patch and a bear was having a feast about 10 feet from my head. Was camping with my Boy Scout troop at the time and woke during the middle of the night to footsteps and breathing. It got louder and more footsteps started. My bunkmates were up too at this point. Then we start to hear huffing and animal noises. Turns out the field our campsite was at was in the middle of an apparent cow crossing. Had to be at least 30 of them walking by at once. Definitely a scary moment to wake up to in the middle of the night, hearing a million footsteps and animal noises. FYI, cow pies were everywhere the next morning. A pack of dogs ran up on my wife and I while hiking out of the Grand Canyon at about 3am. Very, very dark outside, her and I had headlamps. We stopped, they stopped. All I saw was a bunch of glowing eyes and bushy-tailed silhouettes. After a beat, I realized they were working dogs for the reservation, so I just went, Hey, puppers! in the same voice I use for my dog, and they immediately went on their way. Ended up not being dangerous, really, but I almost crapped myself. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply was in the Big Bend National Park about 20 years ago prepping for a backpacking series presentation for REI. Big Bend is the western portion of Texas that dips downward along the bend of the Rio Grande that forms the border with Mexico. It's mixed high desert and smaller mountains, gorgeous place with a great history. I was hiking the area near St. Elena Canyon, probably a couple of hours before sunset to try and get pics for the presentation. This area of the park opens into the comparatively flat sections of the basin, where the river broadens and the wildlife tends to be more diverse and obvious there. Hence, there I was. I was several hundred meters away from my van, which was parked in a designated lot at what passed for a trailhead at the time. As I approached the river basin near the mouth of the canyon, I saw something really unusual. So unusual, in fact, that it took a few seconds for my brain to sort the puzzle. Something was moving on the other side of the river, and it was big, man-sized, but low to the ground. The color of a deer, maybe? And shuffling along. 
It looked for first impression to be a medium-sized white-tailed doe lying on its side and moving like a snake, but that's not a thing that happens, so I moved closer to improve my line of sight. It was a mountain lion, a big cat, a big cat. It was creeping along, low-slung, hunting something that was probably no more than a stone's toss from where I was standing. I'd never seen one before, and when the visual information finally passed, I think my blood froze. Then it looks at me. I'll probably never forget that bit. You could see the little calorie calculator turning on in its eyes. I've never been so thankful for a river in my life. Granted, at this time, and maybe still, the river was very low due to drought and unauthorized unlawful irrigation practices upstream, and you could likely cross at several points at this location with minimal risk, but it was still quite broad and definitely looked the part of a potent water barrier. Death Kitty does a series of double takes, head shifting from me to whatever the prey's location is back and forth rapidly, said calorie counter and risk calculator, trying to get a fix on this evening's menu. I die a little, maintain my facing, and begin slowly and quietly moving away. Not sure if I wasn't worth it, if the river was too much of an X-factor, or if the big un just really wasn't that into me, but no chase was given, and after breaking line of sight, I was able to get back to the van just fine, with no sign of pursuit and some mild tachycardia. That was the longest short walk I've ever taken. Later that night, I was parked off the main park road in an area where big cats commonly hunted. I'll always remember being parked there, in the middle of nowhere, munching on slightly stale Oreos and a bottle of water, listening to the occasional growl or scream of a big cat peel out of the darkness, and being thankful for my relatively fortunate position on the food chain. Also, one night I hallucinated on NyQuil, a side effect I regularly experienced with the quills, after getting a respiratory illness and I woke up screaming, at a mountain, at 3am, at the public campsite. But that's someone else's scary camping story. Oh no, yeah, I don't care that big cats normally don't bother attacking humans. If I saw one of those, I would be sprinting for my life. Sorry, kitty, you shall not taste the flesh of YouTube narrator today. Not really a park, but we were camped on a remote beach in northern Australia on an aboriginal reserve. We had special permits. When we woke up in the morning, we noticed a huge trail dragon footprint where a croc had walked by our tent during the night. The croc was on the other side of the bay, assuming it was the same croc, and must have been at least six meters long. We packed and moved. I went running through a trail near my house one afternoon, headphones in and my mind elsewhere, just because I knew the path really well. I came around a bend, through the gap in the trees about 20 feet in front of me, I locked eyes with a dead and rotting deer. Somehow it was postured in a way that made it look as though the corpse was staring through me. I turned and bolted out as fast as I possibly could. You should watch the movie The Ritual. Frick that movie. Still creeps the crap out of me that there are these kinds of woods where it's some kind of curse and of being guarded by some not-of-this-world kind of beast. I'm not a ranger, but I've harked parts of the Appalachian Trail. This occurred in West Virginia, I believe. Happened about eight years ago. Was hiking with a group. We spread out naturally based on hiking speed. I was in the middle-ish group of four of us, and one person had to stop to pull a tick off. Other two, one leader, stayed with them, but I decided to hike on ahead and see if I could catch up with the lead group. The AT is extremely well marked with white blazes, so I wasn't worried about getting lost. I knew the next landmark was an old logging road, and sure enough, I hit it about a mile later. I decided I should wait for the rest of the group to catch up, so while waiting, I hiked a bit down the old overgrown road which ran perpendicular to the trail. There was a low stone wall along one side and I was strolling along it, checking for anything interesting like artifacts and stuff, when it was like I crossed an invisible line. All of a sudden, it was like sound cut off. 
No birds or insects called, when seconds ago there had been multiple birds singing. Even leaves on the trees around me stopped rustling. It was just this sudden, unnatural, deafening silence. For whatever reason, I took a few more hesitant steps forward until I hit this invisible wall. It was like suddenly I was barraged by this feeling. I can only describe it as an intense unwelcome, as if I'd entered the house of someone I knew hated me, but multiplied by about a hundred. All of the hairs on my body stood straight up. I stopped dead in my tracks. The feeling was so strong that I didn't even want to turn my back. I couldn't see anything down the road, threatening or otherwise, that would give me this feeling. But I knew I had to leave immediately. I just knew I was not meant to be there, and if I stayed, something bad would happen. So I walked backwards slowly, never turning away from the road and trying really hard not to even blink. Finally, I crossed that invisible line again and I could hear birds singing and the leaves rustling. I didn't turn around until I heard the leader I'd left earlier asking me if there was anything cool down the road. I was like, nope, let's keep on going. Looking back, I figure it was a bear or a cougar or something just out of sight that my instincts managed to pick up on, but at the time, damn, it just felt creepy and almost paranormal. The silhouette of a massive humanoid figure, round head, no snout, at dusk, moving through the foliage at ridiculous speed. It was extremely loud, branches swinging, sticks snapping. Instinctively, I fled by foot, even though it wasn't coming in my direction. Left my ATV behind in the process. I was driven back later with others to retrieve it. Never saw it again, still don't know what it was. I was working at a remote mountaintop microwave radio site near Prince Rupert, BC in January. The road to the site was impassable even by snowcat due to deep snowdrifts. I had to be dropped off by helicopter in the morning and get picked up at the end of the day. The building was small, single story, maybe 30 by 40 feet, windowless, with a metal front door. I'm puttering away with music on, but otherwise not making a lot of noise when there's a knock on the door. I thought it was a bit odd that someone else would be up here with me, but I go to answer the door. Nobody there. I go out and look around. Nope, nothing. No prints or tracks. I figured maybe some ice had fallen and made a knocking sound. I go back inside and resume what I was doing. A couple of minutes later, there's a knocking on the door again, but longer duration this time. I open the door. Nobody. I go out and look around. Nothing. Go back to work. A minute later, knocking again. This time it sounds like someone is angrily pounding on the door to be let in. This time I open the door with my crowbar in hand. There was no doubt someone was there. Open the door and nobody. What the frick? Step out and look around. No sign of anyone again. I get the feeling someone is watching me. I'm peering into the bush around me and I see nothing. Something compelled me to look behind me. And that's when I met the amused gaze of a raven, perched on the roof edge, centered above the front door. They squawked a happy, and flapped off to the tree line. Butthole. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories, or if you want some vibey music to put on in the background, check out Easy Mode. If you like Am I the Genius, give Am I the Jerk a shot. Everything linked in the description.